1: Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams, with co-host, Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lee Mod Williams and Jacob Greer.
2: Voice of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co host is Jacob Greer. And to join the show, the contact information is one eight 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 three four six nine one four four, or you can email us at LemontWilliamsSports at com. Jacob, what's going on, man? No, nothing much, man.
3: Feeling a little blue now that the uh, NBA season is over with, but uh, hey, you know, look forward to the NBA draft.
2: Yeah, you, you're a little blue because the NBA season is over with? I thought you were yeah, a baseball man. guy. But, you know,
3: that's my favorite time of the year, so.
2: Uh, Okay, okay. Well, anyway, uh, uh, you'll be okay baseball coming around. You got the All Star game starting next month, so uh, you should be fine.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think I'll I'll recover pretty fast.
2: (laughs) All right. On today's show, we'll discuss another Major League Baseball uh, steroid player story that came out uh, yesterday. Uh, Go around the NFL. We'll discuss the Houston Texas mandatory mini mini camp that started this week. Uh, Play my two interviews with Houston Texans rookie safety Troy Nolan and newly acquired free agent quarterback Rex Grossman. Uh, We'll discuss some college football headlines now that football is about to kick off this summer. Uh, Play my interview with uh, UT San Antonio new head football coach Larry Coker uh, down in San Antonio. But first, Jacob, let's go ahead and recap the NBA Finals starting with Game 5. Pretty much the Lakers earned their 15th title. this last Sunday, Jacob, Kobe doing Kobe and Kobe scored 30 points. Paul Gasol had another double-double night. Uh, Jacob, my my opinion, the key factor into Game Five was that uh, Dwight Howard, man, he he pretty much was very inconsistent throughout the series. He didn't show up uh, in Game Five, only having 11 points. But uh, you know, the Magic, they live and die by the three, only hitting what eight for 27 from long range, and they end up killing them at the end.
3: Well, I tell you what, Lamont. You know, I, I just knew Orlando was going to come back and you know uh, uh, show something uh, in terms of uh, you know trying to win that uh, win that game. But I, you know, I I guess he decided not to show up in terms of Howard, and you know the Lakers went on to uh, to win the uh, NBA championship.
2: I think what really happened in this series is that uh, Dwayne, uh, Dwight Howard got exposed, uh, not for being a bad player, for just for the, the flaws he has in his game. Uh, he wasn't able to attack the board like he normally do as far as dunking and, and crashing the board uh, throughout the Eastern Conference. And uh, when they played the Lakers with their two seven-footers, Paul Gasol and, uh, and Bynum, he, w- he wasn't able to get in the rhythm from game one, so I really think that hurt him and, and throughout the series. It made him very inconsistent.
3: Well, i tell you what, Lamont, you know what? One of the things that Orlando has to look at next year is they're going to have to find some help down low uh, for Dwight Howard because right now he's the only guy down low that they have. Uh, so th- I think that's going to be one of the uh, things that they're going to be looking for in the off season is uh, a little help down low to take, you know, some of the double-team off of Howard uh, when he gets the ball in the post.
2: Yeah, speaking of, since we're talking about the Magic, let's the Magic and talk about Hidu uh, Turklu coming out with, Yesterday, Satan, that uh, he's going to test the free agent market, and uh, and Jacob, I, I, I really think he uh, um, do, or Turk Lou, however you want to, you know, which name you're going to use use first, I think uh, he was their key component, in my opinion, he was their sleeper guy, uh, he wasn't that quick, but he was very consistent getting to the basket, uh, not necessarily sometimes everybody always think, oh, opting out is a bad thing uh, in sports, but I, I really think you know, now that he's you know he's opting out of his, uh, his contract, kind of test the market. I think that's a good thing. You know, that that, that kind of show the, the, the Magic front office that he wants to compete, and they need to do whatever it takes for him to keep him there in the Magic. I mean, in Orlando, in order for him to make it to the finals next year.
3: Well, one of the things that we always talk about is sports is business. And, uh, you know, I think what he's doing is he's getting out there to test his value uh in the NBA now. You know, him making that announcement, you know, a couple of days after, you know, their last game, it seemed like he was, you know, it may have seemed like he was jumping ship, but I clearly understand where he's coming from. He wants to know what his value is and what the market is like, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, becoming a free agent. And I think he did a good thing for himself.
2: Yeah, I, I think he, he's, he's, he was very upfront with him early. Uh, he didn't string him along uh, and let him know one thing, take one thing and do another. But I, I don't see it worth a bad thing. I, I end up thinking that, um, oh, and also a report came out today that Orlando said they're willing to, uh, to pay the luxury tax. Uh, to keep them, so they're they gonna do whatever it takes to keep them there and keep that chemistry going. Uh, let's go back to the Lakers. You know, now that Kobe uh, has a, a ring without Shaq getting that monkey off his back, making this his fourth title. Uh, uh, I got a question for you, Jacob. Now, do you think that uh, now that Kobe locked down this championship uh, with this team, you think this clearly makes him the, the league best player uh, since Michael Jordan retired?
3: Well, you know, I tell you what, Lamar, I told you uh, you know, a couple of segments back that I thought Kobe uh, was a great, great player and probably should, should be the uh, MVP of the league. But, you know, you shot me down on that one. But let me say this about Kobe Bryant. You know, everybody is saying that Kobe won those three titles because of Shaq. And, you know, in going back and looking at all the teams that Shaq have played for, he's always had a great guard playing with him. So, you know, you have to question, was it really Shaq winning those titles or was it the great guard play that he had to work with that helped Shaq win those titles? When he was with Miami, he had, you know, Dwayne Wade. You know, when he was with the Lakers, he had Kobe Bryant. But when, when he was with Orlando, he had Penny Hardaway. And Penny Hardaway wasn't, I mean, he was a decent player. He wasn't a superstar, you know, like Kobe. Shaq did not win that NBA title, but you could say he faced a great Houston Rockets team. So, you know, the jury is still out, you know, in terms of whether, you know, Kobe's legacy is tarnished by Shaq or whether Kobe was just a great player and he went on to win another title.
2: I don't I don't think Kobe's legacy is tarnished. I think at the time when Shaq was in his prime when they won the first three rings, Shaq game I mean like Shaq, Kobe game wasn't mature like it is now. I, I really believe Kobe's a uh, you said I shot you down a couple of segments ago. I just was—I was right, you know. At the time, LeBron was 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 doing his thing in the league, and he ended up winning the MVP. But Kobe now is a complete player. You know, he at first he was a selfish player. Now that he's able to to, to mature a little bit and, and go through some ups and downs in the personal life as well as on the court, I think he's a complete player now from seven years ago. And uh, I don't think it has anything to do. I think his legacy now is, it will be you know, greater now that he, he has the opportunity to win this championship. Kobe man, in my opinion, hands down, is is is, is probably the best in this era in this, you know, as far as if I can remember in the nineties, two thousand era as far as uh taking taking over a game and just being dominant uh in the beginning and through the end. I, I would agree with that.
3: I think he's probably the best player since the post Jordan era. And, you know, my thing is, you know, I like LeBron. I think he's a great player, but until, you know, he can get to that point of where Kobe is, you know, I think Kobe is the main.
2: All right, well, since we talked about Shaq, we brought up Shaq. It was trade rumors coming out this week that uh, Danny Ferry, the general manager at the Cleveland Cavaliers, and, and Steve Kerr over there at the Phoenix Suns was, was talking about a uh, potential trade, sending Shaq to uh, Cleveland for Ben Wallace and, 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 and another big man. But I, 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 I like that. I like, I like the fact that they're talking and, and Cleveland is trying to find ways to keep LeBron and. There uh, in Cleveland and make him happy instead of going to New York or whatever team he wants to go to because uh, I think with Carr and Shaq that would give him a solid big man play and Shaq is thirty seven but he's he still got you know he averaged nineteen points in Phoenix so I really think he has something to bring to the table and be able to match up against Boston and, and Orlando heading into next year.
3: Well, i tell you what, I like the idea of Shaq going to Cleveland. I think it's going to speak volumes for, you know, LeBron James and the Cleveland organization if they could lure him in. But, I, you know, I, I think Phoenix wants a little bit more than what Cleveland is offering them. And I, I don't know if this deal is going to get done because, you know, uh, uh, Phoenix want a little bit more uh, to give up Shaq, and, and we just have to wait and see what happens.
2: Well, Phoenix and you know I think Phoenix is in the bad. I think the leverage is on Cleveland, not on Phoenix. Phoenix in the bad position. They got to move one of their big guys. Shaq is, is is due to make twenty million next year, so they got to move the, uh, either Shaq or, or or the other big guy. So they're going to move Shaq. They're going to keep Steve Kerr there because uh, uh, because uh, he pretty much is the face for the franchise. Uh, uh, but you know what? I really think that 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 uh, Cleveland will make a move. For, for Shaq, and I think that that would be a great investment for a short-term fix for get LeBron in his ring and, and keep him happy in Cleveland. Let's go ahead and talk about Chicago Bulls' uh, uh, Derrick Rose. Uh, a couple of weeks ago we talked about his incident with Memphis, but it was a report that came out last week, Jacob, about a controversial photo that was surfing around the Internet with him posing and taking gang signs. Uh, uh, Derrick Rose made a statement stating that it was a picture taken back when he was a freshman in college, but, uh, you know, I – well, the world we live in now, Jacob, with this YouTube and, and and Facebook and the Twitter, man, you got you really got to be very careful about where you are and what or what you're doing at any time because people can take a picture, Photoshop that picture, and put you in a bad position. Right, but
3: Mont, you have to understand now. He was a freshman. He's just coming out of high school. I mean, you know, he's not thinking about, you know, this photo being taken, you know, of him, you know, showing these gang signs. And he 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 never thought that, you know, many, many years later it would you know, a couple of years later it would come up again and and confront him. So you know, you know, freshmen, high school kids, you know, I understand, you know, they have to be careful with today's, you know, media, you know, things out there in terms of Facebook and Twitter. But, oh my mom, he was just having fun. He was at a party. He never thought that picture would surface. And and so, you know, it did. And, you know, he did the right thing. He came out and said, you know, he was naive at the time, and it happened.
2: Man, I'm not to disagree with you on that one because, you know, he's only removed two years from out of college. He only went there one year, and I think that, you always gotta be careful, and when you maybe you know when we was taught when I was in college, you always gotta be careful with your surroundings and, and what what you're doing at all times. And the fact that he can say, "Well, I was a freshman," as an excuse, and that might be a legitimate excuse, but at the same time, he's a man, a young man at that, and he got to know whatever happens in the dark will come to the light. And you, you know, I always see have freedom of choice, but not freedom of consequences. So, Jacob, it's time for us to take a short break. After we come back from this break, we'll discuss college football as well as play my interview with UT San Antonio head football coach Larry Croker. Next on Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice America Sports Network.
4: internet flagship station for sports voice America sports
5: well I was out with my girlfriends the other night on my way back to my car a guy jumped out from behind an SUV fortunately I had my taser from spyunlimited.com that was a close one The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458 nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannibals. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of his canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Grunt. Yeah, be like.
0: Uh, 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 uh! There you go.
6: You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
1: The opening kickoff
6: is a beauty. It's a
1: 5 ball deep right field. That goes O'Neill. He's at the, shot. got it. With two point eight seconds He's left. Put out of
4: here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: You're Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to LeMontWilliamsSports at Yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show.
2: Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. On the Voice of America Sports Network, Jacob, the segment, 2 I'm kind of donate this segment to, to college football. Now we're in the summertime heading to football training camp and, and, and kids reporting back to school for, for football. Um, uh, this past week, this past Tuesday, I had the opportunity to attend a fundraiser for uh, UTSA, which is uni- University of Texas San Antonio, and former University of Miami head coach uh, Larry Coker, is now the new head coach at uh, UTSA, and he's building a, a football program from 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 the ground up, and that's unheard of nowadays. But uh, UTSA is starting a football program which kicks off in 2011. So I had the opportunity to interview him last night. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and get our engineer Justin to go ahead and play that interview real quick. This is LeMont Williams, host of Outside the Huddle, Voice America Sports Network. I'm here at Nipper's ref- Restaurant with the new head football coach of UTSA, Larry Croker. Uh, Larry, what brings you to Houston today? Well, here
6: basically fundraising and, and I have an opportunity to meet some of the UTSA graduates and people interested in helping us get our program started at UTSA. And, and uh, it's just been an exciting day so far. I had some opportunities to be with the media like you, LeMont, mm-hmm. and an opportunity to, to meet with some of the
2: fundraisers tonight. Yeah. Uh, in your first year at Miami, you went 12-0 as well as you won, you won the Super Bowl. Do you see yourself having the same type of, uh, not instant success, but being very successful at a UTSA? Well, I like the opportunities there. I think
6: in Miami was a lot, of uh, course, a number of years ago, uh, nobody really ever heard of the University of Miami than a uh, 1984 national championship team, and uh, again, it all started from there. So, I think uh, the possibilities are there. We've got uh, we've got great support at the university. We have uh, outstanding high school football in the area, so there's no reason we can't recruit and certainly work and strive for that to that level. We're a long way from there from now, but uh, again, that's a great
2: level to strive for, and I think it can be done. Yeah, I'm talking with Larry Croker, the new head football coach at UTSA, uh, coach. Uh, UTSA football program will kick off in 2011, uh, uh, have you had any recruit signs thus far?
6: Well we can't sign anybody yet, but we have been in a spring recruiting and we have had uh, four commitments of players and, and uh, again we'll see, we'll sign actually in February so hopefully we'll maintain those players and we've got, uh, again we're going to sign 25 total in February so we've got a lot of work to do, but uh, again, good football players and there'll be a good number of kids that want to come in and start our program.
2: Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, I feel like Texas has the best uh, high school area uh, market for and in recruiting. Uh, how are your your coaching staff and yourself are going going to attack the uh, the Houston area as well as the Texas market, competing against uh, UT and uh, uh, A&M and Baylor? Well, I think there's I think UT, A&M, and and Baylor, they're going
6: to get theirs, mm-hmm. and uh, I understand that. But there are a lot of players that uh, that are left that uh, that again you evaluate well. There's going to be some really some good players that. that Want to come play for us and be uh, be end up being great football players, and I think that's what we have to do. Is the big thing is evaluate and uh, persuade those young men to have a great opportunity at UTSA.
2: Yeah. Our facilities uh, haven't had the opportunity to, to check out the University of Texas San Antonio campus, but our facilities—where are you guys up up to speed on
6: facilities? Well, we do have a great campus. We're in a great location, in San Antonio. We have twenty-eight thousand students. Facility-wise. Uh, we don't have facilities now. We're in the process of building facilities. And uh, we're, uh, we have 125 acres adjacent to campus. That's where our facilities are going to go. Again, that's one of the reasons we're fundraising, to put that money together to get those, get that project going.
2: Yeah. So you, in 2011, your games will be played at the uh, Astro, I mean, not Astrodome, the, um, the dome there in San Antonio? Right. Uh, well, lastly, we'll be playing in
6: the Alamo Dome. It's a great place to play. Uh, it's a 66,000 seat uh, stadium. Uh, it's a great football facility, and uh, so yeah, we have a great. Uh, and that's a real plus we have in starting our program. We don't have to build a stadium; we have a great stadium to play in.
2: Yeah, well, uh, let's switch and talk a little to college football. Uh, last couple of years, uh, BCS been getting a lot of flack from a lot of fans. Uh, everybody wants. Some people want the system to stay the same. Some people want to change it. Uh, what's your opinion on on the BCS uh, now that you're back in with uh, UTSA? Well, the BCS is what it is. It's the system we're under. Uh, if
6: you were to change the thing, I would change. I don't want to do away with the bowl games, but I'd be fine with having uh, all the bowls plus one. Example: Last year, I would see maybe a Texas playing a playing a Florida for the national championship, and uh, I think that might be a good system. That's not a full playoff, but I think it's a good uh, system to help uh, find out who a champion
2: might be. Yeah. Well, coach, I want to wish you luck in the near future. I know it's kind of tough starting a program from the ground up, but uh, you have a great track record thus far, so I wish you luck here at in Houston as well as in San Antonio. I appreciate that, Lamont. And again, I'll probably spend some time on Interstate
6: 10 coming from San Antonio to Houston. A lot of great football players in the area. Take care, Coach.
2: Again, for all the listeners out there, that's the new head football coach, uh, Larry Coker, the new head football coach at University of Texas San Antonio, uh, Jacob uh, uh, Coach was talking about uh, some, some commitments that he has thus far, and I was able to do some research on the commitments. He, so far, he signed he some solid good uh, picks. Not picks. But he signed some solid good kids so far. He has one running back, uh, two DNs, one wide receiver, one DB. The running back, Chris Johnson, is about 5'9 and 180 pounds, but uh, he put up some big numbers, man, in San Antonio. He rushed for like, last year he rushed for 3,200 uh, 3, yards and had like 34 touchdowns in the last two seasons. Well, I'll
3: tell you what, you know, Lamont, uh, you know, he he built a uh you know pretty decent program in uh in uh Miami when he was at the uh, University of Miami now you know moving to Texas yes, he's probably moving to a state that you know is probably going to feed into what he's trying to do much better uh but you know my only concern with you know would be with him is you know the uh school that he's at you know I know they don't have the resources and you know he's going to be competing you like you said against the Baylor's and the UT and A&M's and uh, we just have to sit back and, and see what he can do. But he he's a great coach and he's a great recruiter, and, you know, I think he's going to do well over there.
2: Well, uh, here's the thing. He had made a, he had made a speech uh, to the alumni there, and he, one thing he said that uh, what persuaded him to get the job or really kind of sealed the deal for him to get the job was that he really believed that the people behind the program, the people that behind the program were supporting him. And, and the uh, female athletic director, uh, Lynn uh, Hicker, I mean, uh, Hickey. I think that's the last name. I'm sorry if I, I messed up her last name. She made a uh, made a statement stating that she wants UTSA to be kind of like the Texas Tech Raiders, uh, Red Raiders of San Antonio. And, you know, what San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the country. No major besides the Spurs, no major football team there. I think it's perfect timing, man. A lot of these kids now want to play now. They don't want to go to school in a red shirt two or three years and sit out. They want to go to a program and play now, and a great opportunity for them to stay home and play in front of their family. I agree. Let's talk about our hometown university, uh, U of H, uh, announced their new athletic director last week. A uh, guy out of, from Akron, uh, Ohio, Mac Rogers, was uh, was hired last week to kind of revamp the athletic department. And, Jacob, I've been here for about five years in Houston, man, and I, and I could never figure out how, U of H program wasn't that good, man. I, I just, it, it, it could, I couldn't understand it had great facilities. It was in the heart of the city, but it was not that good. And, and now that I'm hoping that uh, with this new AD that they can revamp the program and, and kind of get back to the way it was back in the late 70s.
3: Well, there's a couple of things that I like about him. One of the things that I like is, you know, while he was the AD at Akron, his graduation ratio was almost 70% of his athletes. So so that's going to speak volumes for your athletic program, you know, over there at the uh, University of Houston. He has excellent leadership skills. He has excellent marketing skills. Uh, you know, he worked with the uh, university and community there in Akron to uh, have a uh, $61 million stadium built. And he did a lot of advertisement to get that done. So, you know, I think they found a perfect person that's going to uh, come in and, you know, maybe push the University of Houston to another level in terms of marketing. And I think that's what they're missing here uh, in Houston.
2: Yeah, I, I think now that your base has have have the new president of the university and they're now starting to put the right people in place, not just necessarily having the right people in place, you need to have the right, football-minded people in place. You can have the right people in place, but not necessarily football-minded people. See the bigger picture and the bigger vision. And I think, I hope, that with this new AD they're able to turn around a lot faster. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about a kid that that committed last week. uh, Pretty much his father needs no introduction. Uh, Joe Montana's son, Nick Montana, committed to uh, Washington Huskies last week, Jacob. And, you know, I was shocked when I heard this one. Uh, uh, Nick had pretty much opportunity to go to any university he wanted to, uh, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, list goes on and on. But for some reason he chose watching and, and, and playing for the Huskies uh, from, for the most part, Jacob. I can't remember the last time I watched a Husky game uh, on TV, but uh, I'm pretty sure they, they pretty much do everything got them besides the kitchen sink when he went on his visit.
3: Well, you know, Lamont, I think it went back to what you talked about, you know, previously is where kids want to go in and play now. And you got to understand, the, you know, the Huskies—they were 0 and 12 last year. Uh, so, you know, it's an opportunity for him to go in and, and compete for a uh, starting position. And uh, I think that's what he was looking for.
2: Yeah, guys like uh, the Montana's and Elway's kids—you uh, know—they're pretty much, you know, they, they always have that chip on their shoulder, some—you know, trying to prove that get out their father's the shadow. So, I, I wish him luck, and I'm gonna be looking, for, looking out for him next year. I mean, he has one more year in high school, but in two years I'll be looking out for him. Real quick, before we go to break, Jacob, let's talk about the Rose Bowl. And, you know, well, ESPN pick up the Rose Bowl in 2011? Uh, for the listeners out there, the Rose Bowl will be televised on ESPN beginning in January 2011. And, you know, you know I'm, I'm more a traditional guy. I, I like, you know, bowl games on local TV. That way, you know, you can watch it during the holiday break when you're home with your family as well as, you know, just just kick back and watch some good games, man. But I can't be mad at ESPN for dominating the market and, and getting all the games.
3: Well, my everything is going digital. So, you know, you're either going to have to have a satellite or some cable network, which means you're going to eventually get this game anyway. Uh, you know, you know, the game moving from ABC to ESPN. Well, you know, ABC is 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 one of the companies that is owned by Walt Disney World, and and ESPN is another company that they own. So they're not moving that far. But you know, ESPN have you know the other you know uh, BCS games, So why not bring this one in and
2: make you know make it a complete package? I understand, man. They are squeezing everybody out from from Fox to CBS. But Jacob, it's time for us another short break. When we come back, we'll go around the NFL and, and play my interviews from Texas minicamp, Houston-Texas minicamp, next on Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer on the Voice of America Sports Network.
5: Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Mega Life and Health Insurance Company can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and individuals just like you who need affordable health insurance to get it. So call us right now. 888-459-4825. 888 Five nine Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or an individual and you need affordable health insurance, call us now and see how we can help you. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. 888-459-4825. Home Office, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Not available in all states? Benefits may vary by state.
0: Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council.
5: Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops. And I thank
4: you. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports.
1: You're Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now let's get
2: back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co host. Jacob Greer on the Voice of American Sports Network. Jacob, it's that segment, my favorite segment, where we go around the NFL, uh, talk about last week's storylines as well as this week. But before we jump into the headlines, let's go ahead and recap the Houston-Texas mini camp that started this week uh, for only the rookies and the first-year guys. uh, Texas, but before we talk about the camp, let's go ahead and I'm going to catch the listeners up to update our first stuff we discussed last week. uh, Uh, The Texans agreed to a one-year contract with veteran uh, tight end Owen Daniels, uh, giving them somewhere between uh, 2.79 million um, franchise teams that they had on the table. However, uh, Owens did not show up uh, to minicamp this week at all, so he's still seeking for a long-term deal with the Texans, but he went ahead and signed a short-term deal contract. Uh, The Texans also signed last week veteran free agent uh, quarterback Rex Grossman to a one-year contract. About $600,000, uh, I think, for his, for his experience. They got him for cheap. And I was able to get a quick interview with uh, Rex Grossman after uh, the first mini camp. So I'm going to go ahead and get our engineer Justin to play that real quick. Mike Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm at a Houston, Texas mini camp. Have a uh, new acquired quarterback, Rex Grossman, here. Uh, Rex, uh, how's it going out there in mini camp so far?
0: It's good. You know, I got the playbook on Friday, signed a contract Friday afternoon, and and then I I was out here repping uh, practice on Monday. So um, my head's spinning a little bit, but, you know, today, the second day in was a lot better. I I had a feel for, you know, how everything went down here, the cadence and all that, and I got in there and just tried to uh, use my experience to figure out where guys were going. But everything's good. Yeah. Uh, I checked
2: you out yesterday in your first uh, mini camp. Uh, from a player to player, you didn't start off too well, uh, you had a couple of interceptions, but uh, talk about your experience and, and the experience you had over there in Chicago
0: and how you think that would be an asset here at the Texas. Well, you know, i, I played a lot of games, won a lot of games in, in Chicago, a lot of experience, you know, I mean, uh, won two playoff games, um, played in the Super Bowl, and, you know, just having that experience of those big games, I think, uh, will help me uh, if I'm ever in the, that situation. So. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a fresh start. I'm trying to start over and try to get better as a, as a player from top to bottom.
2: Yeah. Uh, being out here at minicamp, a lot of the veterans is not out here. Uh, but are you excited about being able to uh, pitch
0: and catch with uh, all-pro uh, wide receiver Andre Johnson? Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing him out here, see how good he is on the practice field. I know we played him last year, the last game of the year, and it seemed like he had about 20 catches. I know he's a beast, and they got some other good guys uh uh, on their team as well, so you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the starters out here. All right, Rich, thanks, man.
2: Again, for the listeners out there, that was new acquired free agent quarterback Rex Grossman to the, for the Houston Texans. Uh, I want to thank Rex for showing me some love and, and spending some time after mini camp, after his first couple of practice, uh, and answering a few questions. Again, Jacob, I I stated in in my interview with him that he, he didn't look very well uh, his first day. He came out there thinking up the place through three interceptions, but he, he was able to regroup and, and get himself together the second day and, have, and end up having a solid day on the second day.
3: Well, Lamont, you know, uh, you know, I, I agree with him. I, you know, he has all the experience. He, you know, he's been through a couple of seasons, full seasons, uh, with the Chicago Bears, you know, leading them through the playoffs and, you know, playing in the Super Bowl. So I think he has uh, what it takes to, you know, help the uh, Texans, you know, in that, in that backup role.
2: You know what, what, what caught me by surprise? He's not as big as I thought he was. You know, he's a very small guy. I thought he at least would be six foot. Uh, if I had to guess, he's somewhere like 5'9", five 5'9". Nine, five nine. He might be five 5'10". Five but very small guy, but he has a rocket arm. And I think what the Texans like to do with their version of the West Coast offense, you know, short passes across the middle, a lot of play action, hit him deep to Andre Johnson. Uh, I think he, if he's able to stick around and make the team, I think he – a good, solid backup for uh, Matt Schaub. Uh, Also, the Texans signed last week, uh, their seven-round draft pick, uh, Troy Nolan, uh, safety out of Arizona State. I was able to catch up with Troy Nolan uh, at the minicamp yesterday, and he answered a few questions. So I'm going to go ahead and get Justin again and play that interview for us real quick. This is Lemont Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice of America Sports Network. I'm at Houston Texans minicamp this week. I have here rookie safety Troy Nolan. Uh, uh, Troy, I had a few questions to ask you. Uh, uh, How does it feel being the second draft pick, being able to sign uh, uh, thus far with the Texans? Oh, man, it feels good, you know. So, you know, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And I can just get out there and play, you know, just handle my business on the field instead of worrying about stuff off the field. Yeah. Mm Uh... After your last two seasons at Arizona State, you pretty much started every game. Uh, you think that will carry over now that you're in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, as long as I take advantage of the opportunities, you know, they're giving me and I make plays with them opportunities, I get on the field. I'm talking with Houston Texans rookie safety uh, Troy Nolan. Troy, uh, what have you learned so far from uh, safety veteran uh, Nick Ferguson?
0: I learned uh, quite a bit a lot from Nick Ferguson. You know, he's, he's been in the league for... Cool mini right. He's been in the league
2: for a while right now. Okay. Yeah, he's been in the league for a minute. So, you know, he's teaching me uh, patience out there, teach me a lot of footwork stuff out there, mm-hmm. and, you know, just uh, being patient and being in the right position and knowing how to study the film, you know, because I sit by him in meetings. So yeah. I'm learning a lot from him. Again, for the listeners out there, that's rookie uh, safety Troy Nolan out of Arizona State. I want to again thank him for giving me some time out to practice. It was kind of hectic out there. I don't know if you noticed, Jacob, during those two interviews, it was very windy this week out there at camp, and they had a lot of stuff going on. The Texans uh, had a lot of media stuff going on as far as personnel. So when the, when the head boss, Bob McNair, calls you, uh, you know, that kind of puts my, my interview back to the back burner. But he was able to uh, continue to walk and talk, and we finished up the interview. So all in all, uh, Jacob, Troy Nolan, man, so far, uh, if I had to do a quick valuation of uh, his performance this week, he, he, he's one of those safeties that has a nose for the ball. He's always in the right place at the right time. Uh, I noticed that he had some good uh, recovery speed. He was able to recover a lot faster. He got beat on one play. But not just necessarily he got beat and the guy caught the pass. You always want to look at how a guy responds to getting beat, you know, you know, what kind of speed he has to recover. You know, does he give up on a play? And he never gave up on any plays, even though he got beat deep. And for the most part, the the Texans use him a lot in the box. Uh, They line him up, you know, they put eight in the box. He's kind of like a a, a Bob Sanders out of Indianapolis, kind of roaming around and trying to, you know, anything that spills out from the line of scrimmage, he's there to clean it up with a tackle.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Lamont, I think he's going to be a a very good – you know, access to uh, to the uh, Houston Texans. He may be a couple of years away, uh, you know, from starting, uh, but I think he's going to be a good addition to that to the Texans team.
2: Yeah, he's going to make his mark doing, uh, throughout special teams. A lot of those late round guys, they know their role. Their role is a special teams, so he's going to make his mark in special teams. So I'm, I'm excited to see him uh, when they put some pants on. Uh, next couple of weeks, now that minicamp is over, training camp starts in late July, so I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with, you know, put pads on. I got a late email, Jacob, Jacob, uh, from the uh, PR rep over there at Texas, stating that uh, they signed their fourth-round draft pick today, uh, tied in Anthony Hill. He he went to uh, North Carolina State. He's out of Houston, so I just want to kind of plug that and let the listeners know that Anthony Hill, the tight end out of North Carolina State, is signed as well. Uh, Jacob, uh, during minicamp, Texans was doing a lot of PR, a lot of media stuff out there on the field. And uh, Texans came out and announced that uh, they signed a deal with the Texas Lottery, Uh, uh, you know, stating that they will offer a $5 scratch off ticket this year. Kind of goes back to what we discussed a couple of weeks ago about New England inking a deal up there in Massachusetts with the Massachusetts uh, Lottery Commission. Uh, You know, it was only a matter of time. I knew the Texans would jump on it, but I didn't think that fast. I thought Jared Jones would beat beat the Texans to the punch, but I just think it would be a great deal for for the Texans as well as the Texas Lottery to kind of generate some money and contribute back to education uh, throughout the uh, public school system here in Houston.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, that Texas Lottery was looking for, you know, a shot in the arm, I guess you would say, uh, to uh, booster their sales, uh, and I think this was a great acquisition uh, you know, to, to uh, land the Texans and, and, and present something with their name on it. And I think it's going to help them eventually, you know, in the, in this market.
2: Yeah, real quick, we have less than two minutes for our break. Let's go ahead and touch, touch on Farr. Uh Brett Farr coming out, making his first public appearance on the Joe Buck live show on HBO. You know, Brett Farr pretty much confirmed all the rumors that were circulating the last couple of weeks about the surgery, about communicating with the Vikings, about possibility coming back and playing for the Vikings. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, Jake, I don't see it as an issue. I don't think it's an issue with uh, Far want to come back and play. I feel like it's, you know, it's good for the league as well as the Vikings for the pieces they have in place.
3: Well, it goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. I think the Vikings, you know, uh, had Far play at hand. I mean, you've got to let, you let the organization know, you know, whether he's coming back or not. And it looks like he's, he's, he's coming back to the organization so they can start, you know, uh, preparing for that. So I know they were happy for that.
2: Yeah, he just, he you know, he's not a guy from what I got from the interview. He's not really big on his legacy or tradition or, he, you know, he pretty much stated that, you know, his time in Green Bay was his time in Green Bay. And he, he gave an analogy about Vince Lombardi leaving Green Bay, going to Washington. But I, I, didn't, I didn't agree with that. Simple fact because, you know, Washington don't play Green Bay twice a year as Minnesota. So, uh, you know, Making this decision will be very interesting, and I think it's going to be exciting for the league, and I can't wait. So, Jacob, it's time for us to take another break. After we come back from this break, we'll discuss Major League Baseball as well as wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with LeMont Williams and co-host
3: Jacob Greer
2: on the Voice of America Sports Network.
4: school to the pros we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports
2: what's it like
0: what's it like it's lonely it's really lonely
2: i miss my brother
0: i miss my brother
2: i'm surrounded by other people but it's not the same
0: i've got other people around me but it's not the same
5: Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom?
4: voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports
1: you're outside the huddle with lemont williams and co-host jacob greer want a piece of today's action call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com now let's get back to the show
2: welcome back to outside the huddle with lemont williams and co-host jacob greer on the voice of America sports network jacob this is our last segment so we're going to go ahead and wrap it up a little bit more NFL, then finish it off with some Major League Baseball. Uh, we got to talk about this Dante Starworth situation. Uh, for the listeners out there, Dante Starworth, we stayed last week, or oh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, he was had a DUI manslaughter charge, uh, pending against him, he pleaded out, uh, got a, a plea deal, you know, he'll be serving 30 days in jail. Uh, and, you know, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, how can a guy kill someone, Jacob, Uh, And with a DUI charge, manslaughter charge, and only get 30 days, but a guy like Vic, you know, get two years for killing dogs. And I'm going to go ahead and give you my opinion uh, before you say George Jacob. I I really think uh, this situation is different. I think with with Vic, it was kind of, even though he's my boy, I think his was more premeditated. I think he invested a little bit more into it by buying equipment, kind of having a kettle, and, and, and more cruelty to animals. I think with Dante's situation, uh, it was kind of accidental. Even though uh, a human being lost his life, it was kind of it was not making excuses for Dante because he was under the influence. But it was still uh, accidental type of situation. Uh, it can happen to any one of us coming from a happy hour situ—I mean, happy hour spot. But uh, I think Dante uh, Starworth, you know, he never shot away from the situation. He took full responsibility for his actions. He didn't run away from the scene. You know, he went down there to the police station. Gave draw. I mean, they drew blood uh, from his arm uh, to see if he, he was under influence. And you know, then also he he, he you know made a, a settlement with the family, a financial settlement. You know, and I just think this guy is taking all the right steps to kind of reconcile the situation that took place.
3: Well, I tell you, the word that you used was premeditated. You know, uh, uh, I agree. I you know taking taking the insurance money and giving it to the family, compensating the family, it was an accident. it was not intentional, and I think that's why he got the thirty days versus Vic spending time in prison uh you know with aiding you know his operation and spending millions of dollars. You're absolutely correct uh you know it you know Dante's situation was a premeditated situation, and uh that's why he got the lesser lesser charge
2: yeah man it 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 is a sad situation because a human being lost his life but Oh, man, it's just, uh, you know, I, I just I hope the best for the family as well as Dante now that he's uh, took the plea deal and now starting the, that process of moving forward. Let's go ahead and transition to Major League Baseball, Jacob, Jacob and your favorite sport. But every other week, there's a story coming out about steroids, and now it's your boy Sammy Sosa. You know, uh, uh, it was leaked that Sammy was one of the players on the 104 players list that was you know, players, uh, took a player took a confidential drug test back in 2003, and, you know, now all of a sudden it was leaked. I just thought it was was kind of weird, Jacob, you know, coincidental, that Sammy announced his retirement last week. Now this comes out. I don't know. I, I don't know if he got a heads up by somebody or what, that he knew the report was coming out. But for some reason, whoever got a hold of that list got, got it out for guys like A-Rod, Sammy Sosa and all those guys back in the steroid era.
3: Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, you know, as a, as a as a baseball fan, Lamont, I'll be glad when this whole situation is over. Uh, you know, I, I, I hope Major League Baseball learns from it and put, you know, steps in place to uh, prevent this from happening in the future. But, you know, it, it, it wasn't just Sammy Stokes. It was a lot of athletes doing this, and, you know, there was, you know, some that got caught. Uh, but you know, I, I'll be glad when this whole steroid thing is is behind us.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm I'll be glad when they leak your name on there. And
3: just,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you like number one hundred one. But I'm just. I'm just messing with you, man. Hey, let's, let's talk about Sammy, not just from the uh, performing enhancer side of it. Let's talk about uh, the player side of it. you know. He, Sammy had a bad rap, man, when he was back playing, man for some reason, uh you know he in my opinion, from from observing him as a player, he seemed like he was putting on the front, man. I don't know if he was real or fake. you know what, what was your take, or you know how did you perceive Sammy Sosa back when he was in his heyday?
3: Well, I I just you know, a lot of guys, you know, when they're playing really well, you know, uh, they become kinda arrogant about themselves and uh you know when you know, watching Sammy Sosa back in the day, I didn't think that he was an arrogant guy. I just thought he loved baseball and he just wanted to play baseball.
2: And
3: uh, you know, that's what I thought about him.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know, he just, he didn't he didn't seem genuine in my opinion. I just he something about him and I just yeah, that You ever been around a guy that just feel like some reason you just don't trust him? It just feel like something about that guy just didn't feel right. And I didn't really even watch baseball that much. But I did check out, see, you know, the home run race where him and Mark McGuire was going neck and neck. Let's go ahead and talk about Stan baseball, Jacob, and talk about this high school kid, Bryce Harper out of uh, Las Vegas, man, deciding to skip, forego his last two years in high school. To enroll in community college to be eligible for next year's major league baseball draft. And Jacob, I'm all for players trying to advance themselves and, 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 and seek the better opportunity to make some money. But this is this is ridiculous, man. This is this don't make any sense. Now, you know, you have the basketball kid, foregoing his senior year, going overseas uh, to play basketball. Now you got a kid, sophomore in high school, foregoing his two years uh, remaining in high school to play community college to be eligible for the draft. I just really think in the world we're living in now in these tough days, I really think people got their got their focus all mixed up,
3: well, you know, when I saw that, Lamont, I was thinking about maybe you know my son is going to the eighth grade, I can you know especially the rest of his school year uh, to, go, <laughs> to go overseas but i i I agree i you know they're gonna have to do something about this. I think kids should stay in high school until they're you know until they graduate from high school. They they have to do something about this. Yes, I understand that this kid was hitting six hundred, you know, a batting average for the last two or three years. But Lamont, I mean, he he's not facing everyday professional players. And uh, you know, again, I think something has to be done to uh, stop these kids from leaving, you know, high school, you know, going trying to go
2: pro. Yeah, uh, it's it's a different it's a different league, man. When you go from I'm trying to think about when I was in high school and making that adjustment from high school football to uh, college football. You know, the speed was a little bit different, but it was, you know, college was fun, man. It was That's when I became, you know, went from a, a teenager to became a young man, and I I had life, long-lasting life experience that I can always go back on. It just, and especially in high school, man. He's a, he's a sophomore, man. I mean, you don't want to go to prom. Junior, well, senior well, year—I well, I, I really don't make it. Don't make any sense. And I kind of want to. I really don't place the blame on Harper. I'm mean, on Bruce Harper. I place the blame on his parents,
3: man. Well, again, Lamont, you know there are kids in the eighth grade that are playing, you know, eleventh grade basketball and twelfth grade black basketball, and so do you hold those kids back because their skills are so advanced? You know, somebody has to sit down and do something. You know about this whole situation with kids coming out of high school.
2: Yeah, I just, I think it would be, uh, well, baseball, man, and within itself for years, guys, for going out of high school. But I just think it's getting, I agree with you, it's getting it a little out of hand. So, Jacob, it's that time, man, for us to wrap up the show. <clears throat> I want to thank all the listeners out there for tuning in to Outside the Huddle with Lemon Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Have a blessed week, and remember, sports plus business equals wealth.
1: Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.